Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina. Are you ready to take the couch? Yeah, guys, so check it out. Tonight's episode is on adult ADHD. You were just listening to Kendrick Lamar. He has a song called ADHD. I see why he calls that song ADHD. That song is all over the place. Like, seriously, I'm listening to it. I'm like, uh... All right, this is just a song about randomness, but in a way it isn't. Like when you read between the lines, which is what a lot of this hip hop today is about, they're not really telling a story that coincides. It's a lot of random stuff all put together. So, um, and I'm older. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I really don't. I don't get it. But there's a line in there that I just played, and it states something like, um, she looked at it, then grabbed it, then she said, get it understood. You know why we crack babies? Because we born in the 80s, that ADHD crazy. So, um, you know, I, I kind of understand this to be a connection between being born to a mother who was on crack. Um, and I guess there is some prevalent numbers of these types of cases. And it is true Um Babies who are conceived by a parent, one or two parents who are addicted to drugs can have higher risk for developing certain disorders, and ADHD is one of them. Um, so, And I know you're like, okay, if the father is using, can that affect the child? And yes, it certainly can because, um, you know, the father is passing on his sperm. It's a, a, someone who smokes a lot of cannabis can affect their child. A man who smokes a lot of cannabis and conceives his sperm, his ejaculate can affect the conception, the development of his child because of smoking a lot of marijuana and cannabis, right? Because that sperm carries a lot of DNA. Um, it carries a man's genes in the sperm. And also cannabis can affect the... Uh, the ability to be able to conceive, like sometimes a man's sperm count is down because of smoking cannabis all the time. So using things like crack cocaine and heroin and dope and those other things can affect um, conception as well and can affect the baby, the fetus. So that's a song called ADHD um, by Kendrick Lamar. There are a lot of hip-hop artists and musicians who claim to have ADHD, there is a link between ADHD and rap. There's a growing number of rap songs that address mental health, um, but a lot of people haven't really spoken out loud about ADHD. Now, Nicki Minaj tweeted sometime last year, and it, it seemed to be that she was confessing that she has ADHD or something similar. She said something to the effect of, quote, I have a difficult time getting out what I have to say. Honestly, I think it's one of the many embarrassing signs of ADHD. Not diagnosing, not diagnosing, just thinking out loud. You're asked one question. Sorry, that's my dog. You ask, you're asked one question and go off on a tangent 
about five different things before you answer the first question. And so, you know, there's always a connection being made to the pandemic. We think that, well, we know that America's mental health struggles, worldwide mental health struggles have been more pressing since the pandemic. Um, The music industry and artists and the nation seems to be responding to all of the hip-hop and mental health folks who are coming out and um, sharing their stories and creating nonprofits like uh, LL Cool J and Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child created some sort of mental health partnership. There's a new nationwide 988 crisis line. Um, and then just people have spoke up about their own personal experiences. Will Smith has admitted that um, he endured ADHD and had to battle with those symptoms. Um, Tyler Creator also mentioned something um, Will from uh, Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas also made mention to ADHD. Even Puffy has mentioned symptoms that seem suggestive of ADHD and Chance the Rapper. There are just so many people in the musical and the music, pardon me, music industry that have um, shared their own personal battles. Um, we estimate that 6.1 million children, which is almost 10%, have ADD or ADHD, and about 10.5 million adults have ADHD in the United States alone. So that's about 4.4% of adults have uh, claimed the diagnosis of ADHD. So tonight on my couch, I have a young lady. um, Give it up for Jasmine Charmaine. Jasmine Charmaine, guys. She's on the couch tonight, and we're talking ADHD and her own personal challenges and living with ADHD as a young child and growing into adulthood. So let's do this, man. We get, um, we're going to get deep tonight because um, oftentimes ADHD involves so many other facets, especially depending on the family you come from, depending on the family dynamics, there's a lot more to your mental health situation than just that ADHD. Hey, 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 guys, it's Sunday night. We're back again. We're back and we're doing um, tonight. We're doing a very different topic. I don't think I've ever done this topic before on my podcast. Um, I may have dibbled and dabbled a little bit on my social media on this um, on this topic of concern, and it's become more of a concern lately. The numbers have gone up. The number of people who are diagnosed with this particular disorder has risen um, during COVID. And so there are a lot of thoughts as to why that may be the case. Some people are saying that people were sitting home and kind of, you know, just taking care of themselves and realizing that what I've been doing for the last 30 years is not normal. Uh, They were reading things, they were learning about different things by being online, and they discovered once they took their kids Adderall or Vyvanse or whatever it was, that, hmm, I think I got ADD, ADHD. Adult ADD, adult ADHD is a thing. It's a formal thing. It's not just something that people have been passing around. And oftentimes, especially in the Black community, ADHD goes on tree because Because as I've been telling y'all, the stigma of mental illness in the Black community is far worse in our community than any other community. And when I say the Black community, I'm including 
Caribbeans. It's even worse amongst the Caribbeans, man, uh, Jamaicans and Haitians. Uh, most of those parents and older folks, they do not give their children grace. When their child is suffering through a mental illness or has some sort of mental crisis, they tell them to get over it, that there's nothing wrong. And it happens too in the African-American community, and it happens in the African community. So it happens in all over the diaspora, okay? And so we're we're doing this, you know, I bring you this podcast so that people can talk more about these different elements and it makes it okay. You know, it's no longer something that people are ashamed of. So on the couch tonight, I have with me a special lady. I saw her stuff on social media and I was like, yo, I want to bring her on the couch so I can get her to talk about what she's doing in Houston, Texas. Welcome to the couch, Jasmine. Hey, hey, how are y'all doing? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Are you ready to take the couch? Yes, I am. So guys, Jasmine is a home organizer and an ADHD coach who lives, ADHD coach, pardon me, who lives in Houston, Texas. And she's here today repping her company, Busy Day Home, which while we're talking, you know, I always tell you guys to go to the website Jasmine Charmaine is what she goes by, and her website is busydayhome.com, B-U-S-Y-D-A-Y-H-O-M-E.com. And on social media platforms, if you're listening right now, when you're not driving your car or whatever, you can visit the website and go on social media. She is I am J Charmaine on all platforms, on Instagram. Um, am I assuming all includes Twitter and Facebook too? That is, yes. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of young, so it probably includes Snapchat too. Oh, child, no. <laughs> surprise, we'll surprise. <laughs> we won't go that deep. Listen, I just got on TikTok. So uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just reeled into the TikTok. So, mm. <laughs> so on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, y'all check her out. She specializes in helping women. So sorry to the dudes, but it's mainly for the ladies. She's helping us with ADHD to get organized, to strengthen our home life executive functioning skills. And she has been trained to do these things. She's not just telling her, calling herself a coach just to simply refer to herself as a coach. Lady, tell people why you're the expert in doing this, please. What type of training have you uh had? Um, so I've worked with um, NAPO, which is the National Association of Productivity and Organization, um, which is a national organization for um, professional organizers. So I've trained with them to, you know, organize with um, home organization and things of that nature. But then I've also taken a step further because I am a specialized organizers because I do work with um, ADHD. Um, I've, I'm also with um, ICD, who is the Institute of Chronic Disorganization, which they um, they train you on how to um, work with clientele who um, have challenges, um, chronic who are chronically challenged by this organization. And underneath those chronic um, challenges, you have ADHD, but you also have you know people who um, are hoarders. You also have the elderly as well, um, because they they also experience that chronic um, disorganization, um, and so that takes special special training outside of you know just your generic uh, run of the mill um, organizer. Which is why I always tell people too: if you're looking for a home organizer or someone to help you um, organize your life, and you have ADHD, and you know that because a lot of us don't know, and you know that you should be asking them: Are you trained? 
to work with um, someone who, you know, who struggles or who has challenges with ADHD because it makes a difference, you know, so. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that information and giving us that background. Um, Some of you are saying, well, why do we have to talk about ADHD? We have to talk about it because adult ADHD can lead to unstable relationships poor work and poor school performance if you're someone who is in school and also can worsen a person's self-esteem. So all of these things, you know, I see people for unstable personal relationships, unstable work relationships. And recently I had someone come in who has been struggling at work and also in the home um, with his wife and he found himself snapping on his children. And um, he and I had a conversation before about his ADHD as a kid. And, you know, he's Black, he's African-American. He was one of these people where he was tested and diagnosed, tested. Like he had neuropsych testing, but his parents were like, nah, we ain't giving you meds. You don't need medications, just work it out. So he found ways to, to get around it. He used behavioral techniques to try to succeed and do better. But he told me he has never finished a full standardized exam. He has never finished an exam. Now, mind you, this is someone who has succeeded in life. He graduated college. He went to graduate school. I won't say which professional graduate school, but he is a high level um, leader and he's working in his profession. And he told me he has never finished a standardized exam ever, not even the admissions exam in his field. And so he found ways to get around it, but he could have been more successful. Maybe he could have got a higher score on that exam that he didn't finish had he been able to finish as well as what people don't realize is ADD, ADHD is not just treated with medication, but you can also receive accommodations when you're taking an exam. You can receive accommodations in undergrad. Um, Your teachers have to give you, depending on how your doctor writes your letter, your accommodations letter, they have to accommodate you because ADHD is a mental illness which mental illnesses are all under the disability spectrum. So I just wanted to share them gems with you guys so that you understand that there there is extra help for you and or your child. So if you have children in your life or friends or family, please share this episode with them so they can understand what we're trying to do here. So Miss Jasmine is on the couch, Jasmine Charmaine, and we're talking about ADHD and how she, she is becoming a mental health professional because you are majoring in psychology. Yes, I am. And it's, it's, it's one of those things, to be honest, that um, growing up, I would have never put myself here. I would have never seen myself um, majoring in psychology, wanting to be in this field at all because I felt like I wasn't smart enough to do it Mm -hmm. um I felt like something like this was like for you know people who just had it already like you just have to have it um and one thing I've learned on this journey um that um you know that that God has revealed to me is that I've always had it and I'm more equipped to be here more than I've, I've ever known um, and so, um, I, I, I love it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about it. Um, it's just, 
Yeah, like, like what I know more about, now that I know more about my ADHD, um, I'm able to study better. Child, I, I, listen, I made all A's last semester. I ain't never made an A. Woo! Listen. Yeah. Hello, hello, somebody. Um, this semester um, will be ending in May. And right now I have an A and a B average. Uh, so I ain't never did that. Listen, I am 34 years old. And I see an issue report cards to my mama because... <laughs> <laughs> Child, listen, I've never, because it's all my life. Listen to me. I have been told what, um, I could not do. And I have believed that. And I have believed that I have only been good enough to make a C or a D. I was like, I'm just your CD student. That's just who I am. I'm that girl. I can't Mm. never, I can't never go up above. Um, and this is actually my second time around in college. Um, but probably like my fifth college. (laughs) What so what happened? Uh, and so, and I just wanted to say, there's that self esteem issue that I referenced mm-hmm. earlier. You didn't, you thought, you believe uh, the naysayers, you believe the people who said you couldn't do better, so you thought you would just fit in where you could succeed, but didn't give yourself credit for being able to do the work and do more to do whatever your heart desired. What happened the first time around? Ooh, child, the first time around, um, I, I. I think I've always had that desire to be, to do better. I've, I've always closed my eyes and saw myself as a, like this powerhouse woman. But um, for the longest, I could never figure out how, how do I get to her? I don't, I don't think like my story, the way things have planned out in my life, I can't really get to her. Um, but I went to college because I knew, okay, this is where I want to go. Um, and when I first majored, I majored in theater. Um, that was my goal. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to sing. I'm going to be on Broadway. Like, you know, I have the energy for it. I love people. So this is what we're going to do. So I excelled in theater courses, but when it came down to math and science and all the, you know, core, you know, core curriculum, I was struggling. Um, and And, and what way did you struggle? Like, what did you find was creating the the problem for you? Or what were the issues you were experiencing? Not understanding what the teacher was talking about. It was like, I hear you talking, but it was like Charlie Brown. Um, because like, what was like, what are you, what are you saying? And it was, you know, me just being distracted. Not today in in my thirties, I understand what was happening in my twenties. Um, um, because it wasn't until later, it wasn't until my thirties. It wasn't until I became, who I am today and started my business that I realized it was ADHD, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so in this moment, I just thought I was weird. So that was your first go round in college when you were trying to figure it out in in my twenties. So I'm just, you know, doing the thing that you're supposed to do. Um, and so the teachers are talking to me. I did not understand what they were saying. Um, so I just, I would doodle, you know, get distracted, do something else. It got to the point where I just stopped showing up for class. Because you start asking questions, um, you know, the teacher will ask the students questions to answer something or they'll point you out or, you know, assignments start being turned in. Um, and so eventually I just stopped showing up because I didn't want to be exposed. I didn't want people to see how stupid I was. I didn't want people to see how much I did not know because it felt like, shoot, everybody knows what's going on around here but me. Yeah. Did- and I don't know how they're getting it. Did any part of you ever feel like, okay, I feel this way because of anxiety? 
because of performance anxiety. Because I got to tell people, oftentimes ADHD, ADD gets confused with other disorders. And it's hard to tease out what it could really be because some of the symptoms are similar to those caused by other conditions, such as anxiety or mood disorders. And people with ADHD, a lot of them have co-occurring illnesses. They have other mental health conditions like depression, like anxiety. Um, so you got to meet with a mental health professional so you can kind of separate them out and tease them out. Um, I, 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 none of that came to me. All I knew is Jasmine was stupid because that's what I heard. Uh. Jasmine's dumb. Jasmine's stupid. And so anytime I came in contact with something, especially in school, you know, I always heard, oh, you, you know, them songs. Oh, 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 you know them, you know, those scripts. Cause I was in theater. So I would get on stages and I would do outside plays and stuff like that in my community. And I would do extremely well and I'll excel here. Um, and, but when it came to school, I would, I, I, I was, I wasn't that good at it. And so it was always, oh, you know, you know, those plays, but you can't get that schoolwork, you know? So, you know, are you stupid or, you know, she just don't want to do right, you know? So were, um, so were it, those the things said when you were like in elementary, junior high school, high school, or this was? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so by the time I got to college, it was already ingrained in me. Like yeah. it, now, now, now it was me telling me that. Yeah. Now it was we, me repeating those voices to myself. Yeah. We got to do so much better in the black community because I heard it so much too. I heard it in the households of some of my friends. I heard it, you know, I heard it a lot from, from black parents to their kids and oftentimes um, the school system has failed our children because teachers don't recognize enough because we didn't have mental health professionals in the schools before all of these things began to happen with school shootings and all of that. That's what brought all the mental health into the school system. But before then, people didn't think about, okay, let's do some neuropsychological testing. Let's send you to the school psychologist so they can test you to see if you have a learning disorder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So were you yeah. ever tested in during school in high school or junior high for learning disorder? So um, I was diagnosed in the fifth grade. With what? ADHD. Really? In the fifth, in the fifth grade. Um, so, but mm -hmm, uh -huh. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. No, go ahead. Um, but um, my family, my grandfather, my mother was like, that ain't for black girls. That ain't for black people. Child. That's for them little bad white, like them little bad white kids. That's that, 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 those are the conversations I was hearing. That's not real. Jasmine don't want to act right. Jasmine no. don't, Jasmine don't want to be disciplined. Ja Jasmine don't want to do what needs to be done. So I grew up, but that's why I was, it was so ingrained in me. I kid you not. Um, it was so ingrained to me that I was, I, it was just me. I am the mess up here. It's me. And I spent my life trying and trying, trying to get the schoolwork right, trying to study hard enough, trying to do what the other people are doing. And I was never, it was never connecting. It was never getting to me. And it never clicked to me that it was the ADHD. It was just me. It's Jasmine. Jasmine don't want to do it right. Jasmine's not trying hard enough. You know what I'm saying? So I was diagnosed in the fifth grade. I remember sitting sit, sitting with the lady and, you know, talking with her, like, but eventually my mom was like, we're not going there no more. We're not me. going there anymore. Um, that, that and so, me. yeah. So like I said, it wasn't until I, until I started my business until I was in those trainings, um, that I realized that diagnosis was real. 
Yeah. And you know, so no, I, I did not know all, all the way from fifth grade up until a few years ago, I had no clue what was going on with me. I just thought I was weird. I didn't fit in. I couldn't, I couldn't excel because I, I can't, I can't figure, I can't fit inside this world. So I could never, I could never go far. I, I, I would always shrink myself. I felt better hiding because I didn't want anybody to see how stupid I was. I didn't want anybody to see, you know, um, that they will always say, because I, child, I put the H in ADHD. You hear me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it today. Today, I love it. I accept that energy that I bring. You know, I, I accept, you know, how I do things because it's necessary. Like, I, I love the fact that I have that energy. I love the fact that I'm a big smiler and I'm loud and I have all this energy. I love that about me now. But it took a long time to love that because people will say, you too much. Yeah. Yes. Ladies are supposed to be seen, not heard. Shut your mouth. Sit down somewhere. Stop moving all the time. You yeah. know? Yeah. They try to dim your light. So that's what we call not allowing people to dim, dim your light. And and I just want to be clear here with folks that um, because everyone has symptoms that are similar to ADHD at some point in their life. But if your difficulties are recent or only occur occasionally in the past or you know, it's not a consistent thing. It doesn't rise to the level of uh, being intrusive to your day. You probably don't have ADHD. ADHD is diagnosed only when symptoms are severe enough to cause ongoing problems in more than one area of your life. If you're a parent and let's say your child was being considered for ADHD or ADD diagnosis, you know that they sent home some sort of rating scale because they want they want it to for you the parent or the guardian to rate your child in the home, to observe the behaviors at home, and they observe the, the behaviors in the school system or in the classroom because they have to present in more than one area of a person's life. So oftentimes someone who has ADHD can trace these uh, these types of disruptive symptoms back to early childhood as you just heard Jasmine Charmaine do. Um, she spoke about fifth grade and being diagnosed in fifth grade with ADD, ADHD. Now, Jasmine, Charmaine, can you tell us, do you recall what some of your symptoms were in elementary school that led to that diagnosis? <laughs> oh, child, yes. Um, just, now, now I get it. Um, but blurting out, um, you know, inattentive, um, I was, um, I, I just, I was always getting bored. You know, I, I just, whenever the, the schoolwork was going on, I would want to do something else. You know, uh, I just never, I was not paying attention. Um, so you were inattentive, you were distractible. Distractible, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think for, for me, those are like the, the the two major ones. And then like like math and stuff, I just could not get it. Like I, oh my God, that darn math, whoever created um, <laughs> math, that, that was the biggest struggle for me. Like I was really good at English, but um, things like numbers. It's hard yeah. for me to remember, like, and I, now, I've, I yeah, uh -oh. and I'll, yeah. I'll say that, um, you know, everyone has a certain type of brain, right? We mm -hmm. have creative brains, people who excel in things like music and acting and art and all of these things. And you have like these types of math wire brains, number brains, people who love math. I mean, they take calculus in the ninth grade. They love 
physics. They love anything to do with math. And then there's that brain that loves to read. They may be good in political science. They may be good in biology because in the sciences, you know, the main stuff, you have biology, you have chemistry, you have physics, chemistry and physics deal with a lot of math, biology, and the subjects that are under that umbrella. It's a lot of reading as it is in English and political science and poli-sci. So I don't want people to think just because if you don't like math or numbers, then this could be that you have ADD or ADHD. It's not that. It's just that you have a particular type of brain and you excel in some areas because your brain um, may allow you to connect better or more easily with certain types of learning or certain types of activities than it does with others. So in folks who don't have a math brain, you may find that you need a tutor to get through trigonometry or to get through algebra. Um, whereas someone who is really not great in reading long sentences and paragraphs might need a tutor for English or for history class, but do really well in math. So it's not based on the subject matter itself, but it's based on the behavior. So things like being impulsive. Were you impulsive a lot in, in childhood? I was always getting I was always getting kicked out. I was <laughs> you, always, it, wait, I was you were always listening. getting kicked out of class getting kicked out of class oh me in the hallway were friends um because it, it was that and that was like like the disruption because I would just like blurt out like just I don't just ran it got too quiet it's just like ah I would say stuff or I would do something or I would just it was always just and get out there get we out. go that's that that's the symptom right there you said get just, out in the moment, you just blurt something out. You just, it would just be too quiet and you would just be impulsive and blurt something out and get kicked out of class. Yeah, just, and, and it, it's it's the, and I don't, at the time, I did not understand why, but now that I think back and it was like, I was probably just bored. It, I wasn't having fun. Like, what, like, let's get to the excitement. I want excitement. Cause right now this is very serious work going on. It's just causing me to focus <laughs> and this is not, let's get to the fun part, you know, which is yeah. why they will always say, Jasmine knows what she doing. She, 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 when we do this, she know, cause it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Fun. Because because adults and children who have ADHD have problems focusing on a task. So for math, to your point, math requires a lot of concentration and focus. But someone who has ADD, ADHD, whether it's a child or an adult, has problems focusing on a task. They also have trouble multitasking. And in certain math classes, you got to really multitask within the problem solving. Um you know, geometry is an example, algebra is an example, trigonometry is an example. So you have to do really well with concentrating, focusing, and multitasking within that problem set to solve it. Um, but we also see, we're talking about Jasmine Charmaine as a child, as a kid, but we're going to get to her her symptoms. She spoke a little bit about it earlier, about being an undergrad, that first go round and um, the challenges that she had. But did you notice also as a kid, did you have trouble coping with stress or were, did you get um, enraged or angry easily? Anything like that? Um, um, not enraged or angry, but um, low self-esteem. I, I hated me. I, wanted, I, I went through every um, personality to escape me um, because I didn't want to be her. Mm -hmm. she did she was weird she didn't fit in people didn't get her people people wasn't friends with her um so I I I I was very um to myself a lot um even though I had like this big personality um it kind of you know pushed people to the side so I, I got used to being by myself 
Um, <clears throat> and I, so I would just have fun by myself and just play by myself um, a lot. Um, so for, for me, it was low self-esteem. Low self-esteem wrecked me. It, it drugged me. Wow. So you found that you had low self-esteem esteem as a kid. Did that follow mm -hmm. you into your teenage years, your early adult years it, also? It, 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 listen, like, come on, girl, we here. Um, <laughs> it did. It, it, followed, it followed me all the way. Listen, oh my goodness. It wasn't until I hit my 30s. I don't know. It was something about 30. <laughs> <laughs> that when I hit 30, I just, I just was like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, that was like a very low moment in my life. And, um, I, I, I had that moment where I was just like, you know what, God, I'm, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm done with trying to figure out my life. And to this point, I still wasn't understanding ADHD. I just knew I was tired of trying to do all the things my way. Um, and at that moment of surrender, when I gave my life to Christ, that's when I just began to, my life just began to change and my hope was reignited. And I started to see my worth through the eyes of Christ versus the eyes of my family members and people who were in my life at the time. And from that moment, my life has been completely different. And I was able, and I was able to look at, um, myself through a different lens. It was like, wait a minute, you know, like they were pushing you away, but that's good. I like that about you. Like, that's a good thing about you. And matter of fact, God's going to use that in you. You know, you've been running away from who you are, trying to be somebody else. And it's just like, no, 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 no. Your purpose is attached to that girl right there. Your purpose is attached to that ADHD before I knew what it was, you know, yeah. your, 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 your purpose, you know, that, that bubbly, you know, that bubbly energy <clears throat> that's needed. We love that. The world needs more of that. You know, your compassion, you know, like, like, like the way you see people, like the world needs that you are needed. So it wasn't until I hit 30 and I surrendered my life to Christ that I began to see myself differently. Um, and then I got therapy because that also led me to therapy, honey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. And I want to ask you now. a quick question about that. You said when you hit your thirties, you you were done. You were done trying mm -hmm. to figure it out. Now, when you say you were done, um, do you mean that that's, it made you feel like I need to bring something else in here more powerful than, than I to handle this situation? I'm tired. I'm trying to do it on my own. Or was it I'm done? And you just felt like you, you didn't want to go on living anymore. Um, it was, a, it was an, I'm done with, I'm tired of trying to figure it out in my life. Now I've had several moments of, not wanting to live anymore mm -hmm. I've had several growing up I had when I was a kid I, I remember going back and you know um having to like spend some time with um like a center because you know I was at school and I told the principal I want to die how old were you now I was in the sixth grade wow so you know we have an issue right now with child and teen suicides in mm -hmm. the black community the numbers have gone up uh, more and more black boys and girls have attempted suicide and some have successfully committed mm -hmm. suicide. Mm -hmm. They've killed themselves. Um, and so for you, you've just explained for the last 30 minutes or so how not knowing what was going on with your brain, not knowing why you were different, not knowing why 
you were wired differently and being told that you're just bad, you're just bad, you don't want to do right when you are having fun, you are right. But if it ain't that, you just can't do the right thing. Those things knock down your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So parents, listen, I, I share this with other parents because what we do with our children and how we engage them and how we communicate with them to problem solve, problem solve, it matters. It matters. And the negative things that we say to our children, it um, it will persist. They will continue to think of those negative things. Now, you know, there has to be a different way. We have to choose a strategic way that we talk to our kids so that we don't make them believers in the negativity. We can't make them believe that there are nobodies and they don't know how to do anything and that they don't want to do right. We got to try to help them to figure it out. And in doing that, if you need to pull in a mental health professional, then please pull in a mental health professional. And if your child is struggling in school, tell the school to test your child. So you told the principal when you were in sixth grade that you didn't want to live anymore Mm -hmm. or something to that effect. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And my mom came to the school um, and she... um, we have like um, a, a clinic here. I don't know, you know, that 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 works with children. And um, I was seen. Uh, I stayed there for I think about two weeks. They helped me there, um, and then I was able to go home. Um, and at that time, it was because I grew up without my dad, um, and so it's like, I, where, wait, where was your dad? He, child, somewhere. Um, he was here. <laughs> But, you know, he just wasn't um, in my life. Um, He was in and out of my life. But that's because I didn't know at the time. Like, I just knew that my dad was um, addicted um, to to drugs. Um, But then I I also did not know that um, my dad also had mental health issues as well. Um, And it wasn't until later, you know, until my 30s and -hmm. until I started doing what I do today that people um, on my dad's side of the family, they start coming out and going, you know, I was diagnosed with ADHD too. And I'm like, boy, uh, really? My mm-hmm. grandfather, he's like, yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD, but that don't mean nothing. Black people, black people, black people. What are we doing? Mental illnesses can be passed on from generation to generation. There is a genetic linkage with all of these things. With, with, with all of them. You know, my yeah. grandfather was diagnosed. Um, my, my, my dad was diagnosed. And so like, this is in my thirties, I'm looking back on everything in my childhood. I'm me, me being a psychology major, looking at ADHD and know knowing what it is. I'm looking back going, oh my gosh, nobody has ever gotten help. Yeah. This is starting to make sense. Like even like the addiction starts to make sense because I like you you start to try to self-medicate and just understanding. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. Nobody's gotten help around here. Everyone has been just trying to like fix it on their own. Um, so I I I spent two weeks there, but they they released me. Um, and and that was a, a just really a cry for help because I wanted my daddy. That's gotcha. what that was. That's that, that I didn't really want to die. Um, but at that time in my life, I realized that whenever something dramatic would happen, it like something, if I did something, um, dramatic enough, my mama will call my daddy or she'll call my grandfather and my grandfather will call my daddy. This is, this is your paternal grandfather, your father. Yes. Father. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when that happened, 
my dad came and when my dad came, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go now. Yeah. You know? Um, but that, that's, I was just, I just wanted that love, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I began to do that for that love and that, that I believe that's, I think that's, that was my ADHD and like that abandonment thing working hand in hand in my life, that low self-esteem, that not feeling worthy. Um, it was all of that just kind of all together that I feel like with my life, like that's where, um, it was just creating like this, this big, big mess. Um, layers. You had layers. Yeah. 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 It had layers of it. Um, and so even when I went to therapy in my thirties, I went because of the abandonment. I went because of, you know, the low stuff. I I never connected the ADHD, did not connect it. Um, and so I went because of the daddy issues and thinking like, you know, I, I gotta stop this cycle of trying to prove myself, trying to be loved, trying to be like, trying to, you know, be enough for everybody or enough for the world. I have to stop doing this thing. Um, and, um, during that time while I was in therapy, um, God told me, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to, you know, um, cause I was in a moment, a moment in my life where, I had just started a business. I was cleaning houses at first. And then I had hit like just a wall. And I was like, okay, you know what? I can't do this by myself. Like, God, what you want? What do you want me to do with this business? And so I went on a 21 day fast. And during that fast, he was like, I need you to look into organization. I was like, what? So I kind of looked into it a little bit. And then I was like, don't nobody around here look like me. I'm not, that's not for me. Mm -mm, I'm not doing that. Um, And so I got like, three signs. Like I went to a client's house and I got a phone call from this lady. She says, hi, I'm looking for somebody to do some cleaning, but I also need an organizer. I said, oh ma'am, I'm so sorry. I just clean. I don't organize. And so I got to my, my second client's house for the day. And, um, she goes, Hey, my friend was here last week while you was here cleaning. She doesn't need a house cleaner, but she does need somebody to organize her son's room. And I was like, oh no, I don't do that. I, I don't organize. So she said, okay, I'll check back with you in a year. And that bothered me all day. I was like, why did the lady tell me that? Like, is she crying? Like, what? <laughs> I told her, like, I told her no. And she said, I'll check back with you in a year. So I went home and I started Googling on the computer. Like, let me look into this thing. All right, God, you got me. Let me just look into it a little bit more. My daughter walks in the room. She goes, mom, what are you doing? I said, I'm looking inside this organ, like looking into this home organizing thing. She goes, oh, that's great. You're good at that. You do that all the time here. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I said, all right, guys, you got me. All right, bet. Let's let let's run it. What you want me to do? So he said, okay, I need you to educate yourself here. I said, educate myself. What does that mean? So I need you to educate yourself here. And I was like, oh, so I get to Googling. That's how I found NAPO. I did the trainings for NAPO. Uh, I finished the trainings for NAPO. I'm all excited. I'm like, whoop, whoop, we got something going. And then I said, you know what, God, this is cool and all. I I enjoy helping people know how to maximize their space in their drawer. I enjoy learning about what type of hangers to use and things of that nature. But what I'm really concerned about is how how they cannot end up here again. Mm-hmm. I want I want I want to teach. Like I, I literally felt that in my stomach and in my chest. I was like, this is cool. This is pretty. The 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 bins is pretty. But I want to get to the root of the issue. Why are we here in the first place? Why do we keep coming back here in the first place? And I was like, I, I don't see a space for me to do that. I, I, I need your help. Like, I, I don't see a space for me to do that. And the Holy Spirit was like, educate yourself. I was like, I already did that. I already educated myself. What more? Do, I'm, I'm done with the training. And they said, do the last thing I told you to do. And I was like, I did 
that already. Then there was silence. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what God's talking about. So I went and I remembered that during one of those trainings, um, ICD had, um, they did, like they had like a portion of it talking about um, chronic disorganization. Um, so I went to ICD, I joined their trainings and it was during the ICD training that was over ADHD. And they started giving all these tips and tricks about um, how to manage or how to work with your ADHD clients. And I go, duh, that's easy. Duh, I know that. This is not new. I was like, did I just pay all this money for these people to tell me something that I bought? I've been doing this my whole life. And so I'm getting this revelation and it was like a light bulb moment. I said, ah, God, these are my people. I need to work with people with ADHD. So I'm excited and I'm going on like, yes, this is great. This is great. I see where we're going here, God. We're going to work with people with ADHD. And they started talking about the symptoms of ADHD and I got sad. Because at that moment. You said you got sad? I got sad. I went from being excited because it's like, yes, yes, I know how to do that. I I know about setting timers. I know about creating routines. I know about all these things. And then it was like, they start going through the symptoms of it. And I got sad because I realized I have ADHD. So up until that point. Girl, I ain't know. That was my. You had been in therapy and stuff already, right? So you yes. were in therapy with a master's level therapist? Yes. So okay, let me let me just interject here and say this. Um, you guys have heard me talk about the different levels in mental health care, the different levels of mental health professionals. The highest level is a psychiatrist. It's someone who is a medical doctor, a physician who has gone to medical school, is a doctor, a physician, a medical doctor. They're either an MD or a DO. And they go on to residency and they complete four additional years of training with psychiatrists who are board certified and they learn psychiatry and neurology. They are the most educated, the most trained out of the mental health professionals. Um, And then in terms of prescribing medications, because psychiatrists can prescribe and do psychotherapy, Um, The other prescribing network of mental health professionals are psychiatric nurse practitioners and physician assistants. They both have master's level degrees in terms of their education. They can prescribe medications, but very limited. Um, They are not as highly trained as psychiatrists for obvious reasons. Schooling is not, it's just they don't have, you know, the same amount, nowhere near the same amount of schooling as a psychiatrist. And in terms of their experience, nowhere near the experience of a psychiatrist, never, ever will they, never. Because a nurse goes to school for four years, they can be a biology major or a nursing major. They go to nursing school, they learn nursing, they don't learn medicine. Obviously they administer medications and in doing that, they learn a couple of things about medication, but they're not skilled like a psychiatrist. So oftentimes, depending on the state, Some states require that a psychiatric nurse practitioner, that's a master's level nurse who's gone to school for two years. And, you know, let me just say this, during COVID, school was provided online. So for me, I feel like, you know, I'm old school. We were in the classroom. Online training to do psychiatric, to learn something for a, a specific field, I'm sure it has a lot of cons to it. Now, obviously, you guys, if you know me, you know my practice, we have several psychiatric nurse practitioners and PAs, but we all collaborate. These folks are not working independent. There's a collaboration here. 
Um, but in some states, psychiatric nurse practitioners can work on their own. And I have seen that can be a disaster in some cases. Um, PAs in most states cannot work on their own. They have to work with a physician. In terms of the therapy side of the house, therapists can be master's level. So licensed clinical social workers, licensed mental health counselors, licensed professional counselors, LPCs, um, licensed uh, marriage family therapists. And then um, anyone can get a PhD or a graduate degree and call themselves doctor, um, including nurse practitioners. They can get a DMP, but that those extra few years are not in medication management. It's not like it's medical school. It's theories and things like that. So they don't learn any extra clinical stuff in terms of medication management. These therapists can also go for extra few years and get their PhD or PsyD or social work degree and call themselves doctor. Um, but when you see someone, you want to be sure that you're getting everything you need from your sessions. Because here, Jasmine Charmaine has just described she was seeing a therapist. How long had you seen your therapist before you took this training and realize on your own that you had ADD, ADHD? Um, it was a few months. Like everything in my life was just like within like a few months. It was like, God was like, okay, I need you to go here. You can't do this. Like I need you to get a therapist. And then doing therapy, just like unpacking things. It's okay, God, what else you want me to do? So it, it was a few months. But I will say in college, um, when I was a kid, my 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 parents and my grandparents was like, no, you don't have this, whatever. You know, we don't we don't need it. And I remember like the talks about Ritalin and all this stuff. It was like, no, we're not putting our we're not we're not doing that. Um, and but when I got to college, um, I that first semester was was trash. Um, by the second semester, um, I had saw a psychiatrist and they put me on Vivance. Now that was the best semester of my life. I made all A's that semester. Um. Wow. But I didn't like the side effects of the medicine. So I took myself off of it. Yeah. Um, did you because... talk to the psychiatrist and tell them? Did you go I ain't back gonna and lie, let them know? I, I didn't. I yeah. didn't. Because and and I, so I, most, I most I patients like, mm -mm. don't. Most mm -mm. patients do not. Like and guys and people listening, give your psychiatrist or nurse practitioner or your PCP, because a lot of people go to their primary care for mental health needs or your physician assistant, give them courtesy when you do not like a medication, you don't like how it makes you feel, or if you think you're <laughs> experiencing medication side effects, because it could have been maybe the person who prescribed it to you gave you a high dose starting out the gate. So we have a theory here, which is um, start low and go slow. We start with low doses and we let our patients know, hey, you may not notice anything right away because we don't want to turn you off. So we start mm -hmm. with a low, low dose and then we go up gradually. So you got to give them that courtesy so they can try to tweak it, make some changes to the dosing, or they might even, you know, switch you to a different medication. Uh, and so that, that's what they, he did with me. He, he we started low uh, and then I, we slowly increased it, increased it. Um, uh, but it got to the point where, um, that I stopped feeling it. And I was like, I, I will find myself taking it in the morning and instead of getting up and getting ready to class and being like, all right, we're on go, we're focused. Let's boom, boom, boom. Let's knock it out. I will still be in bed all day. Mm, okay. I'll be in bed all day. Um, now, and which so is, these medications are typically stimulants. So if you're in bed all day, it's having a paradoxical effect on you instead of stimulating or making you feel activated. It was, sounds like it was causing you fatigue or causing you to feel tired. Yeah. yeah. And like, or and maybe was, you weren't sleeping at night because of using a stimulant and then, so you were tired the next day. So there's so many scenarios that could explain that. 
Yeah. Um, and so, so, so we did start off that way. And so my fear in my own head, this is my own thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to go up anymore. Um, because I don't want to get to a point where we can't go up anymore. Like yeah. if I go up again, then like, where are we going to go? Like if I, if I get the top, where are we going to go from there? Hopefully um, your psychiatrist told you, this is what I tell all of my patients. And this is what we tell our patients. If you don't like it, let me know what the concern is. There are other options. There are other things we can do that I give everyone that speech. Everyone gets that spill because I understand how folks what's going through the thought processes when they're taking the medication. Yeah, no, um, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I will tell you, and this is me now playing replaying back in my mind, not only uh, a, a part of that um, thinking from my family was in there it was like oh this don't work we're not doing that we're not going back uh, to that yeah we're not doing influence. that so it yes. right so it was it was easy it was like oh this they were talking about you know yes. um and then also okay. for me when I was taking my medicine and no it did work um but it made me angry I was very oh my gosh I was I was I've never I've never that person not saying that ain't in me but it takes a lot to get me there but I was snappy irritable um and it got to the point where I wanted that um I'm gonna call it a high but it's really like not a high but I'm, I'm that, that that I want I wanted to feel that on go thing because I wasn't feeling it anymore I started taking two a day mm -hmm. and I was supposed to take one you were being so, a bad patient Jasmine I was Charmaine. listen listen and but that that was that in I was I was doing uh I, I just I just I needed something I, I want I wanted that thing I wanted to be productive I wanted to feel smart I wanted because I felt smart in that moment I wanted that again I wanted that hoorah and I had to sit myself down and I said we can't continue this because this is a problem yeah this is how people become addicted to this jasmine we gotta cut this off mm -hmm. so i cut it off i said i'm not doing this i have to find i'm better off turning in late assignments mm -hmm. versus snapping at my boyfriend at the time or i was losing weight i'm already tell i'm already skinny you hear me yeah um, yeah well so <laughs> you know, and that's so it and was, that's it was all that's a things. part of the possible side effects, decreased appetite. With decreased appetite comes decreased eating. And what follows that is decreased weight. You know, people lose weight. Um, we are in like the last 10 minutes of the 10, 15 minutes of the show. We're going to start to wrap it up. I just want to jump in here and, um, you know, remind folks that ADHD can happen to adults. Oftentimes you had experiences as a child. So when you have ADHD, you're probably thinking, okay, okay, you guys are talking, but how do I know if I have it? Well, you might find it difficult to focus and prioritize. You might lead, um, this may lead to missing deadlines and forgetting meetings or social plans. And also the inability to control impulses like um, being impatient, waiting in a line, while you're driving in traffic, you're impatient. Maybe you have mood swings or outbursts of anger. Those can also be signs that you may have adult ADHD. We mentioned some of them earlier in the conversation. Um, one that I want to emphasize is trouble coping with stress. That happens as well. And frequent mood swings can happen. Now, that being said, don't get confused because sometimes I'll have someone tell me, I think I got ADHD because I have these fre frequent mood swings. But then when I start asking additional questions, actually, it sounds like they have a mood disorder, um, bipolar for some of these folks. So don't self-diagnose. Don't go on the internet looking, reading all these different websites. You've got to go to a mental health professional and let them 
do an assessment, conduct an assessment. You'll fill out different rating scales, whether it's scales regarding anxiety, some scales about mood, some scales about um, ADHD. You got to go and see a mental health professional so they can work you up properly. And I would say you should start with, if you're going to see someone who's not a prescriber, try to get an appointment with a psychologist because ADHD diagnosing it can be very involved. And master's level therapists are not necessarily, and some of them are going to disagree with me, but they are not the best in diagnosing mental pathologies, mental illnesses. They are not the most educated and the most experienced in diagnosing mental illnesses. So, you know, if you have grief, bereavement, you got a little bit of anxiety, you got some performance stuff, you have some mild depression, master's levels will be perfect for you. But if you're someone that's stuck between, is this anxiety? Is this ADHD? My father has bipolar. My mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. You need to go see the highest level. Go see a psychologist to start out with. And then that person may tell you, hey, I think you should see a psychiatrist. Um, sorry for butting in there, Miss Jasmine Charmaine. Oh this is a, a very, um, you know, this has been a great couch discussion. Before we get out of here, I would like to ask you what your relationship is like now with your father. Oh, it's it's none. I mean, it's for me. Um, we don't we don't talk. We don't do anything. Um, but I'm I'm at peace with that. Um, I'm okay with that. Um, it is what it is. I feel like it's it's better. I I don't know. I'm okay with it. Do you think he's okay with it as well? Um, probably not. But I I, I probably not. I mean, I I know he loves me and things of that nature. But I feel like because of um his mental health, sometimes. Um, for me, especially now that I have a daughter and things of that nature, it's just best to kind of keep that distance, um, because it could be, it could, it can get bad and I don't want to expose, um, my kid to that. And I don't even want to expose myself back into that. It's, 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 it's nasty. And it's just like, I love you. Um, I, you know, go to, I, I see you, you know, we live in the same city, but say hi, but. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. No. You know, in life we have to we have to play the the hand we were dealt. You gotta play your best hand and you gotta you gotta deal with the hand that you were you were given. And I tell people all the time, you know, although it could be blood, it's family, sometimes you gotta know where the person belongs in your circle, whether they belong yeah. in that inner layer, if you should push push them towards the outside. Um People, we all have a story and and some people uh, become fathers and mothers, you know, kind of inadvertently. We all know how babies are made, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's an inadvertent process. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know some of you will challenge that, but you know what the hell I'm saying? Obviously <laughs> it takes dick, pussy and sperm and egg, but you know, <laughs> you guys understand what I'm, what I'm saying here. Um, well, I really appreciate you being on the couch with me, Jasmine Charmaine. Thank you so much for spending a part of your Sunday night with us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, but I want, can, if, I'm, if it's okay, I want to say course. this one thing, um, sure. because we talked a lot about um, my behavior as uh, like in school, but I wanted to say <clears throat> as an adult in work, I would always, as a manager, 
I would always get pulled into the HR office because I was never in my department. <laughs> Where I was you? never in my department. Girl, I was I was in finance. I'm still talking to the people in finance. I was over, <laughs> and, and I was in hospitality, so I was in the hotel industry. Um, and so I my department was downstairs. And you're supposed to be down here. So when someone walks into here, you're able to greet them. And I'm managing these people. Child, I'll, I'll be down there. But then I also let me go talk to finance. Let's see who upstairs in finance. Hey, y'all, what y'all doing up here? Hi. <laughs> you know, I'll be talking to the front desk people. And so my, my boss, he would always write, I would always get called into HR, you know? And it wasn't until I started, until I accepted my ADHD and I started to replay back everything in my life. I was like, child. That's why I couldn't, that's why I was here, 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 here. That's why I was learning every job role. I knew front desk. I knew how to do maintenance. I knew how to be a bartender. I knew how to this. That's why I was, I, I was never, and so I wanted to say that because it, it kind of grinds my gears a little bit when I'm, when I was looking for information about adults, I was like, okay, I see the school stuff, but listen, I got to go to work. How do I, you know, like, so that's how I also knew, like that made sense to me. It was like, child, I was always trying to, turning those um, reports late to the last minute. And I was never in my department. And I was always in HR because Jasmine was never where she was supposed to be. Like, you, you, you never here. I need you to stand here. And it's like, I can't stand here. How, how long y'all want me to sit here? I can't. I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for I sharing that. <laughs> I didn't well, know, also no, share. Of course. And people, I want you to contact Jasmine. I want you to contact uh, Jasmine Charmaine. So you can, you know, if you're, if you're considering that you may need help with organizing your schedule, she's in Houston, Texas. I don't know if she's going to fly to Tennessee or fly to New York or fly out to California. If you pay for it, I'm sure she would, if you want her <laughs> to come and organize your space. Um, but it's, possibly is something virtual that can be done. You know, you can show her your space and she can give you some ideas. You guys can meet weekly for a few months or whatever it is. Are you taking new clients? I am taking new clients. Um, in my virtual clients, um, we do organ we do organizing, um, but a lot of times we we organize your routine, your day-to-day -day routine. So I help um, women organize, um, you know, how, when to clean the kitchen, um, uh, laundry schedule, um, paying bills, doctor's appointments. I help them organize their day-to-day -day movements because there's no structure there for them. They just wake up and kind of, they're reactive to the day. And so I give them some structure on what 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 this looks like from Sunday through Saturday. Um, you know, your how to make a grocery list. What does that look like? How to, how to meal plan? What does that look like in your life and your family and things of that nature? Like, you know, so I, I help them like that virtually. Um, also with a little bit of organization because that 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 plays hand in hand, but really getting down to the nitty gritty of your of your routine and how your life flows. Okay. So guys, how can they contact you to schedule an appointment, a consultation, phone, email? What's the best? Um, busydayhome.com um, is the best way. Everything is there. Um, home organizing if you're in the Houston, Texas area or anywhere else, child, you know. Um, but virtually for, you know, if you want like, you know, coaching virtually, that's also at busydayhome.com. My email is there. Social media is all there underneath busydayhome.com. Okay, guys. So visit her at busydayhome.com. B-U-S-Y-D-A-Y-H-O-M-E.com. And Jasmine Charmaine will change your life, man. She can change your life. 
give it a go. There are so many different ways to address um, mental health challenges. Um, it's not just about a pill. It's not just about psychotherapy. There are different things we can piece together in order to learn and um, create a treatment plan and life for us. So you guys are um, hearing from Jasmine Sherman tonight. You heard from Camille last weekend. We talked about financial wellness and you'll hear some more um, from the guests who will be here on the couch with me. Um, next week, we're uh, speaking with Sheila McCray. We're talking uh, African drums and mental wellness. Then you'll hear from Nene Brooks. She's a beauty professional and she's trying to change lives inside out. So there are so many different ways. Life ain't easy. Life is a challenge. You got to figure out what works for you and be consistent with it. And sometimes you'll add stuff along the way all the time. You'll add something else, you know. So um, it's about that music therapy, that dance therapy, that sun therapy, that water therapy. Um, it's about being organized and structured. Um, I've done several videos where I talk about having an organized desk, having an organized home. You just feel better when you don't have these things and you're living your life in clutter and you live in clutter. Uh, literally, physically, your brain is cluttered. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So guys, if you have any questions, go to busydayhome.com. Thank you for joining us on the couch tonight. I hope this helps someone. Please share this podcast with a family member, friend, or loved one, or even with your enemy, you know, show some love, show folks some love y'all. And I hope you guys subscribe to the brain love podcast on one of your platforms. Jasmine Charmaine, say brain love. Brain love. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, and I just wanted to tell you about the ways to follow me. So if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know what platform you're on, but I'm on all of the podcast platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and you can also follow me on my social media for those of you who found me through your podcast platform and not on social media. Some people have been following me on Instagram or Facebook, and that's how they learned about the podcast. But for those of you who learned about my podcast first, please feel free to follow me on social media. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm Dr. Delvina. The doctor is abbreviated as DR, and there's no period. So it's DR Delvina, which is spelled D as in Delta, E-L, V as in Victor, E-N-A. And let's see, I have a website. I mentioned before that the website was under construction, but the website is up and good to go. It is Dr. Delvina Help. So again, the DR is abbreviated DR, D as in Delta, E L, V as in Victor, E N A, Help, H E L P as in Papa.com, Dr. Delvina Help.com. So please go to my website, take a look peruse the site and see what's going on there and uh, I'm also let's see where else am I I'm in SoundCloud as well but I'm not as active on SoundCloud as I am with my um, with my podcast you know this podcast has been up since May 2020 during the pandemic and um, I just love talking about the brain and helping to educate people about their mental health and wellness so please spread the word tell a neighbor tell a friend tell a family member Tell a loved one, tell a significant other, tell your ex. If there's something I've I touched on that really that you identify with and you want to share it with someone, share it, please. Mm -hmm.
It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love. Balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love.